Welcome to the Instinctive Influencers Podcast, a show where influence becomes one of your tools for success. Now, here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Ed Haley. Hi, I'm Brian. And I am Batman. I mean, Ed. Sorry. Just caught in a moment. <laughs> and this is the Instinctive Influencers <laughs> Podcast. Ed, that's kind of like uh, <laughs> that one time where I said, hi, I'm Ed. <laughs> that's the first thing I thought we of. We need a blooper episode. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, if if people only saw like, – so now the way we record it, we, I don't edit anything out really. So it's not like we have to remind our P's and Q's really well, and we have to try not to fumble around. But if they'd have seen us in the first, let's just say, 25 episodes, how horrible and how funny things would be. It's almost kind of upsetting to myself. Like my director's commentary whenever you would go to the uh, latrine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it's different now. It's like like we got to do all this prep work before. Like I'm downstairs making coffee and I'm like, all right, I got to do this. Got to do this. Oh, don't forget to go to the bathroom because I'm not going to get to stop in the middle um, type thing. Uh, But yeah, I totally get you. Yeah, there's been plenty of times where we record and like, hey, can you hold on a second? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Heck yeah, man. Hey, um, first and foremost, happy anniversary. Uh, 20 years almost. Not yet. It's uh, You're at 18, isn't it? Is it 18? Uh, 20 together. 18 married. 20. Wow. That's that's something else. Yeah. It's man. something else. All right. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it's been, just, it's been fun. It's been fun. I couldn't imagine uh, doing things without her. We got to go to Athens and we really took advantage Took lots of pictures, the GoPro hero nine and the voice control. Like we were setting it up. They have a national garden, really beautiful. And we would set it up and then we would just like tell the, I don't want to say it cause it's right here, but we would tell the camera to take a picture and it would, uh. it would snap pictures. So we got some pretty good pictures. So it's like, I don't know. It just makes it really convenient. So um, yeah, we had a good time. It was warm, man. Like, uh, I don't know what the, yeah, they closed the, uh, the Acropolis, which is the main site in Athens. It's like, uh, how, you know, dedicated to Athena and it's a whole story to it, but it was like 41 degrees Celsius up there, which I'm not even sure what that is a Fahrenheit, but it was hot enough that they closed it because it's not, a, it's not easily accessible. So if somebody were to go down up there, like it's difficult probably to get them down. Right. But it worked. Cause then we hung out at like a little cafe and had some, uh, <clears throat> appetizers had a nice squid or octopus salad and waited until it opened before we walked up there but yeah it was amazing man amazing celebration of our anniversary 18 years of ceramics so i got a vase with athena and neptune's battle on it and then she got two little vases ceramic vases too so it worked out we were in athens and we were able to buy the traditional gifts this year that's pretty cool so Athens, Athens has, doesn't it have like the Colosseum, not the Colosseum, the Cathedral, no, is it the Parthenon? The Parthenon, the Parthenon, yeah. The original Parthenon. Yeah, it's like, it's like the one in Nashville, but. I I was going to bring that up. Like triple, and and it's not the biggest one that they had. There's a temple to, to Zeus in Athens that's not up on the hilltop, and it's actually bigger than, it was bigger than the Parthenon. So the Parthenon, but the Parthenon, that whole hill is all dedicated to the goddess Athena and Greek mythology. And it was kind of cool to hear that. And then you get to hear like how they kind of went to Christianity and some of the temples weren't taken care of because now 
they were they were very much like well now we're worshiping false mm-hmm. idols so we can't we have to leave it and go this way because we're becoming Christians now because they've been I don't know how many times that place has been conquered but several so it was interesting to hear uh, but Athena's I mean I actually got a little Athena statue out of it because I was like oh what a warrior her story like her, her myth was so amazing I was like yeah I'm getting me a Athena statue to add to my collection so. Now she can. You know when I see, (laughs) yeah when (laughs) when I see like Athena like that, I I think of Wonder Woman, you know. Yeah, I wonder how much like how much Athena played the role in like the development of it. I mean, we're big comic book nerds, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. I I would say a lot based off the story. Like when you really hear the story, I would say because she's the goddess of like not just warrior as a warrior of fighting she's like the goddess of wisdom and she's the goddess of like all these other things um right so maybe yeah that's a good point though i could see it and the way they usually depict her looks very much like an amazonian warrior is depicted in the dc universe so it could be yeah that's pretty cool um you know we led so far into this and let's reverse back it's about your anniversary it was your anniversary trip And you often hear people when with guys, you know, somebody will say, I'm sorry you had to put up with him for so long. I'm going to I'm going to reverse that, buddy. I'm going to reverse that. I'm going to change the norm here. (laughs) Hey, bless you, sir, for putting up with that woman for so long. She's just (laughs) she's a she she's a character. She She is. (laughs) She is. She's your match. She She is is your match. It's sad when I'm I'm like the normal one in the relationship like i feel like sometimes you know yes. like i mean i say things and i think i'm saying something wild and she comes back with something so much wilder but I, man i love her i'm telling you i couldn't imagine no no yeah yeah it's like i listen i could only imagine what the if if you had to live in a nursing home when you're older which i doubt you two would uh i could only imagine the antics or the you know it it yeah. would be like a be like a party every day at the nursing home i think <laughs> i mean we would make it more interesting <laughs> yeah 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 and uh, for those of you out there being released like hormone chemicals <laughs> i think we're talking about that today oh yeah that, that is oh we're we're actually doing a podcast about stuff we're not just talking about yeah, life. we're not okay, just catching yeah. up yeah yeah hey you know um thanks buddy you got me on track um no yeah um no i just I think that's our good news story this week, man. It's just, you know, it's like seeing uh, good friends who uh, have been married forever and been dealing with the same, you know what, uh, forever. So, yeah, you know what same. I'm talking about? <laughs> if, you don't know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, read Tammy's post. Uh, happy anniversary, Tammy. Yeah. <laughs> she's a strange okay. bird, man. She's my favorite yeah. Canadian. Yeah. She's one of my she's favorite, favorite Canadians. Like, she's up yeah. there. Uh, yay. Yay. <laughs> I got you, eh? Oh man. All right. All right. I so we're getting into this. Um we're actually doing the show. Uh we've talked about it before. Uh, I think I mentioned a couple times. We did that self-care not too long ago, which is really good. Um and so we're kind of mixing back and forth with self and taking care of self or or uh, doing enough for self for self to do for others and then also leadership type stuff. So it's like we're bouncing back and forth. Where to me Ed, I feel like that is that that's that that balance right i've heard about i've heard about work uh work family or work life balance type stuff before and i had a commander once uh it was lieutenant colonel um that was 
uh, actually at Carson. And he said, there's no such thing as work-life balance. You just got to try your best to do what you can. And I kind of agree with him because sometimes it's like, especially as soldiers, it's different. I, I really believe it's different than uh, from the civilian sector. However, there are a lot of civilian jobs that are, you know, they're like ours. Um, but that work-life balance, and that's what we're saying. Like, we're doing that. So leadership, taking care of myself. Leadership, taking care of and, and you have to be able to keep juggling that back and forth. Mm-hmm. Because at some point, if one of them falls, the other one's just going to go out of control. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, actually, it's funny because I just, there was a poll on uh, LinkedIn that was talking about like uh, working weekends and should you have to, should you work weekends to set yourself apart? And I, my response was that you have to find a work-life balance. Like you're taking away from your family to work weekends to stand out, but is it worth the effect it's going to have on your family? Are you really mm. standing out or are they just going to make you, you know, the horse that they ride till your back breaks and then you go to the glue factory? Yes. So, uh, it's really funny. I mean, I just saw this poll recently on there and uh, it was a lot of interesting comments, but I also think in military, from my perspective, a lot of times the, the officer side, uh, they are a little more like we have to work weekends. We have to like work, work, work. And mm-hmm. they, they don't seem to strike that balance, but I think that they need to have that work-life balance just like we do. Um, good example Captain that I worked with at one point, wife has to go home, right? He on emergency leave and he was going to put her on the plane to go on emergency leave while he continued mission. And I was like, no, like, no, but because that's how they see it, right? Like the mission's got to happen. I said, mm-hmm. okay, well, I'll do your mission. You get on the plane and take your right. wife and, and, you know, yeah. get her settled, you know? So I think yeah. that that's a very important thing. I, I, you, you do have to have it. I don't, you can't convince me otherwise, but yeah. So, um, same yes. thing with leadership and in yourself, like as a young Sergeant, I wasn't taking care of just myself. I was so worried about the soldiers that I was stagnant for promotion because I wasn't focusing, finding the balance to focus on my promotion. Yep. But the flip is yes. we also both encountered people who they're so focused on their self and their promotions that they don't take care of their soldiers and they don't help their soldiers advance. So it, it's a delicate balance. I really think that it has to be found though. I, I love how you said that. It's like you finding that balance and that's what like, kind of like what our show is going to be about with the balance of chemicals within our body and, and what they produce and what they do for us. However, at the same time, how can we, uh, provide the certain types of feelings that people will get or the types of situations where they also receive the same chemicals to help them improve. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah, that's, yeah, I like where you went with that brother. Um, yeah, I, I would definitely sense. say Ed, in my previous, <laughs> I've got you in my grasp. Uh, <laughs> all you need now is like a fake cat that you can just sit there and pet. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bigglesworth. Um, yes. No, but a fake, like, like, like one of those fake, if you ever seen those like fake ones that look almost real? Yeah. They're kind of creepy. They're really creepy. They're like I, I, toy, I don't want yeah. my, I don't, I, the, uh, I, uh, they just, they're just, they just sit there and you're just like, uh, is that real? Uh, should I touch it? Uh, I don't like cats anyway. So <laughs> um, no. Uh, so I would definitely say when you talk about that work life balance, I noticed on my last tour duty, um, in my last duty station, I found myself learning how 
do what you need to at work. If you got to stay just an hour late, then stay an hour late. If you have to stay two hours late, two hours late, let my wife know. However, don't take it home with me. And I used to, I used mm-hmm. to tell my commander, I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing any of this at home. Um, I'll, I'll do it at the, uh, the office. If it was a, obviously, if it was an emergency, you know what I mean? If I had to do a, a serious incident report or something like that, obviously I'm going to do that because that yeah. that's like a report that goes up. But in most cases, I didn't do any work at home unless I had to, or except for when we had to do all the working from home stuff during the, you know, the crisis. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that's, that's, you know, uh, and, and yeah. I'm kind of the same. I've always been, if my wife knows that if I bring a work home, it's something important. It's not just, yeah, you know, it's not insignificant. It's something that actually has to get done. Um, but usually yes. I only do my travel clothes out. Uh, from home. That's the only thing I really can say I do at home regularly is close out my, my trips. Cause that's money, baby. <laughs> that's money in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. All right. All right. Ed. So what we're going to do is we're going to get into <clears throat> four different types of happiness, chemo- happiness chemicals. Uh, if you're out there and you're watching us on YouTube, which uh, by the way, YouTube is a great thing. First smash the like button or the thumbs up button for us. Um, you know, hit it once. Don't hit it twice. Just hit it once. Give us a thumbs up. Um, leave us a comment if you like, and also subscribe. However, that's not always trying to get after. What I was trying to get after <laughs> is if you're watching, you'll see I, I've got this little piece of paper. We're kind of going off of this a little bit, but also I found some uh, important like documentation about different these different types of chemicals. I'll post this on our closed Facebook group, <clears throat> and Ed will tell us about that a little bit later on how you can get into that. So make sure you stay tuned on the show. Um, and I'll post this. So if you want this, I keep this and I keep a, this copy actually on my whiteboard right here. I just, I have some magnets. I magnetize it up here. And every once in a while I like to look it up, you know, look up at it. And it's, it's like that reminder. It's something in your face. Um, a lot like a, a visionary board. I think we've talked about those before. Uh, it's just have nice to have about vision boards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, well, I think we talked about it with Rick some time back, yeah. which still working on some, Working on some uh, Rick Williams commercials uh, that are going to be fantastic. The best of Rick <laughs> Williams, you know. I, I just don't want to. Wanna, I don't want to. Oh yeah, you you'll, you definitely will look forward to these. I'm actually looking. I'm trying to figure out. So trying to figure out how to <clears throat> do video ones, and you you know it's not as easy as you think it is to find a bald cap and also a beard. Um, <laughs> to put on your chin that's funny because i was just thinking, I'm, actually see if i can get a beard i'm just saying like uh like when i start doing some of these commercials and i can videotape them with a gopro and edit them in to the show um yeah. well let's just say it, it's going to be amazing um anyway so we're talking about the four happiness chemicals and if you don't know what those are and you saw the paper real quick we're talking uh we're talking dopamine oxytocin endorphins and serotonin um these are primarily the, 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 they can be the driving force of like positive emotions we feel throughout the day. Um, now, excuse me. I would definitely tell you, <clears throat> I didn't understand this or know what these were until I read a book. Uh, and I'd read it multiple times because uh, obviously he, he writes in a manner that is above my education level. Uh, <laughs> I'm fifth grade. That's all. I can only read to a fifth grade level. So it takes me a while to sound out words. Um, <laughs> but it's the it's this book here, uh, Simon Sinek's Leaders Eat Last. 
amazing book. We've talked about it multiple times. We've done shows on it. Uh, so what we, I thought it was, I was like, you know, if Simon puts it, and I said, Dad, if Simon puts it in the first 10% of his book, it's got to be important. I mean, it's the catch. It's what gets you there. And I really enjoyed like how he explains it and kind of breaks it down to us. And it almost like dummifies it for people like me. Uh, and I didn't realize how important it is. You know, what would you say? Yeah. You, you and your, for people like me, it just caught me off guard. I thought it was funny. I don't know why. I'm sorry. It's late. You thought it's funny because you, you know me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, what we're do is we're gonna do is we're gonna kind of go through and we're gonna talk about each one of these different types of chemicals and what they provide to the body. Now, uh, this particular article that we have, they use the acronym DOSE, which is kind of cool. You know, it's like you get your daily if you get your daily dose, then you know you know yeah. you're gonna feel good about things. Uh, so, what it is, I talk about. I said uh, we have serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, and and endorphins uh serotonin basically it's a mood stabilizer uh well-being and also for your happiness dopamine and this is just a quick sheet we're going to go into each one individually uh dopamine this is pleasure motivational role in the brain's reward system uh, oxytocin that's that bonding loving trust chemical and then endorphins which is pain relief runner's high in relaxation i will tell you ladies and gentlemen uh, prior to the show starting, I got a fat shot of endorphins from Ed here because he couldn't get me to stop laughing uh, because of all the <laughs> things he was saying about his uh, wonderful marriage. So thank you very much, Ed, for providing me <laughs> with my, my endorphins. Uh, so, all right. So let's, Ed, let's jump right into dopamine. That's our first one. I know you've got some notes. You've got some things you want to talk about, too. What do you got for dopamine, man? What do you want to uh, bring I up? don't know that you're going to be completely happy here, Brian, but... Uh, so dopamine is it's the uh, it triggers the the little happy feelings right, and uh, mm-hmm. one of the negative aspects of the dopamine actually let's go with the positive. So dopamine is good because so what it does is you can work towards a larger goal by setting smaller goals and achieving those smaller goals gives you that release of dopamine to try to drive mm-hmm. you to the next goal. So. I've heard it in running, but I, I kind of the the thing analogy I came up with is if you think about a professional sports franchise, right? You want to win your games, mm-hmm. and then that you reach that goal, so you start winning some games, okay? And then the team starts to feel better, and then you want to make the playoffs, okay? Now you've right. made the playoffs, right? That's another release of dopamine, and then now you want to win your playoff games uh, without cheating, and then that's another release of dopamine, right? And then your overall goal, all those things were leading you to the championship game. And that's the big release of dopamine. And now you've achieved that goal. Um, When you do research on running, and I've read some articles about running, same thing. (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, man. Yeah. Still living in your past. I don't think he wears that uniform. Uh, So when you run, you, you don't run two miles outright you run the next minute or you run the next quarter mile and Mm -hmm. you've just focused Mm -hmm. on that so i I do this uh nike run club app and and that's what they tell you we're only running for the next 30 seconds to get to the next 30 seconds to get to the next 
So those small dopamine releases are building towards, I want to run for 45 minutes, but I'm running whatever, three minutes at a time, quarter mile, whatever the goal is, it's small. And dopamine isn't long lasting to the point where, okay, that was enough. It makes you want the next one. And then, of course, the negative Mm -hmm. aspect is getting Mm -hmm. likes on social media, which we, we enjoy, Brian. You and I enjoy getting likes. We get that thumbs up on YouTube is a dopamine release for us, right? Yes, yes. It also can become very addictive. People, I mean, I I literally had a conversation with somebody last week that was like, yeah, I had to take the app off my phone because I found myself not even realizing it. And I was opening my phone, clicking the Facebook and and going through it. And I literally was doing without thinking about it because I was so addicted to it. You that's kind of the negative. No, it was somebody I was talking to last week. So that's kind of the negative aspect of it, right? Because that that pleasure you that dopamine release can also form a bad habit such as you know being obsessive and checking your social media mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So yeah, that addiction is yeah. what I think about dopamine. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I want to uh, kind of dive into what this article says here, and it's very matching to what you just happened to say. Obviously, you're way better at paraphrasing than me. Uh, you've probably <laughs> heard of dopamine if you've been listening to ongoing news about tech addiction. What you just brought up, uh, dopamine causes the little happy feelings when someone likes your post on Instagram, fill in a, a checkbox, or completes a small task. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, and I think about this, and it's like it's the give and take of if you think about the book where uh, it was uh, "Great Leaders Have No Rules" uh, by Kevin Cruz, and he says, "Don't do checklists or don't uh, you know tasks lists." versus doing crowd your calendar but sometimes it's nice to be able to check something off to make you feel still feel complete that's i guess Uh, yeah it is you know like when you think about like completing your degree when you turned in that last assignment ed did you feel a sense of happiness and relief over your entire body type thing i i did Yes, I did. Uh, you do. And as you're writing it, so the way that paper was designed was every week I owed, or every two weeks I owed nine pages. And as you're turning that first nine, you're like, wow, that felt great. And I found myself yeah, hitting submit and then going right into starting to think about the next nine pages. I would whiteboard the nine pages after I submitted it. And that's that dopamine release, right? So yes, it does work very yep. well for that. So you were playing. So basically, you were playing off of that high of dopamine mm-hmm. to get ahead, or or to uh to make, create small victories for yourself. Yeah, that motivation to just push. Absolutely, and so you knew it's almost like you you weren't thinking about it being released to your body, but you were using it to your advantage, and that's kind of that's where we're going with today's show. It's like identifying this feeling and saying, you know what. I can do more, or I can do this, or I can. It's that building to become a better person and, and to help yourself. Um, all right, uh, re- real quick. Despite the bad press, dopamine is an incredible drug. It's meant to motivate your body towards a distant goal one step at a time. Without dopamine, early humans never would have had motivation to hunt down large mammals and benefit from investing effort into long-term goals. Today, dopamine is what helps you get through your to-do list, or motivate you to start a new habit. Uh, let's see. However, dopamine has become a real problem because of its addictive nature and how closely tied to it 
uh, our bad technology habits. Uh, I that's that, and I think that's that's a lot where that's where Simon goes into it. When you watch his videos about these things, and he talks about the addiction of social media, he's like, social media is not bad. It's just we turn it bad. It's the same thing with drugs because you can. I don't want to push anyone in any one direction uh, when it comes to doing, you know, like social media stuff. However, drugs, I won't tell you, don't do them. It's not good for your body because now you're you're basically creating these different type of, uh, you know, the blockers are opened up and so much dopamine is rushing in. And mm-hmm. uh, I was watching a video about it. Those are like, that's bad for you. That's not good for you. You don't want long term dopamine. Because and then it creates it, it'll create other problems, you know, uh, down the road. You may not be able to release any more dopamine or this or that. You know, you, like the body starts changing yeah. because of what it's getting, right? Yeah, and it seems like too, like if you do something to give you a, like a synthetic feeling of dopamine, right? Not something naturally achieved by your body. That after time, your body's going to adjust it. We all know the body is incredible. So now your body's adjusted to those levels of dopamine. Well, how do you get into that good feeling zone now? You you get used to it, becomes the norm. It doesn't feel the same. So I think that's kind of the danger mm-hmm. of you know achieving it without not be, not naturally achieving it. So um, and then the social Absolutely. media. So my wife will laugh when she hears this. So one thing we noticed a lot in Athens, and we we did some parody of it ourselves. Uh, Instagram modeling or Instagram the influencers. I mean. Here you are in one of the most beautiful, you know, uh, sites in the world. You're on top of the Acropolis and your focus is literally like walking away from a camera and turning back at it and, you know, ruffling your hair and and getting those perfect pictures to put on Instagram. Why? Because you want those likes, right? And and you want that dopamine Mm -hmm. release. So that's an addiction. But you're, I feel like in my opinion, this is just my opinion, you're missing some of the beauty behind where you're at because all you're really worried about is that picture, perfect picture to get some thumbs ups or what is it on Instagram? Ooh, is it thumbs yeah. up? Is it likes? It's hearts on Instagram. So you want the hearts. Yeah, you get hearts on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we get, we get. So did yeah. you see that a lot while you're there? Did you see people doing that? Yes. Enough that we, we, we did a parody. I'll send you a picture. We did some parodies of it of me and my wife so yes you do you see it way too much and you'll be walking and trying to walk and they'll just stop in front of you to do it and it's like come on man like get out the way (laughs) but teach their own yeah if that's your thing yeah no that's funny (laughs) yeah it's funny you said like so we went hiking yesterday um and we great i took a lot of pictures yeah thank you i took a lot of pictures but i didn't the only though like there was the there was two that you saw us we're doing a family photo right type thing and you know we like to kind of save those over the time and, and it our phone reminds us of them like every year it's weird it's like every day you get like last three years ago this is what you were doing and like holy yeah. crap just my phone <laughs> not even facebook um but none of all it was candid none of it was that that posing stuff i guess that people do i mean and i don't want to i don't want to knock people because some people make a living off that however it's like you're right like You've got to admire what's in front of you too. I mean, that's you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Like, I would, I would love to come to Europe. I would love to enjoy what you two have gotten to see so far, and, and take my children too, because it's like we're not getting younger. So, uh, but yeah, yeah that's crazy, man. <laughs> uh, but, no, no, you're not. I'm, 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, it, and you, yeah, you're right. You can take pictures based off, like you know, like I said, we went to the National Garden there, and we're like, it's so beautiful here. Let's take pictures of us, and then we actually have a frame, the digital frame. We have one that's our family, yes, and then we have one that's only for us and the poodle, and <laughs> and so we upload them there because it's nice to relive those memories and get that dopamine release that it brings mm-hmm. uh, from seeing those yeah. pictures. So, yeah. Huh. Absolutely. So dopamine, <laughs> according to our quick chart, is how you get it. Eating food, which I'm a foodie. So I love and I love tacos and I am in the perfect place to, to love <laughs> yeah, tacos. <you> <laughs> El Paso. Um, achieving a goal, you know, uh, receipt. Basically, if you think about it, you're trying to you're trying to get a degree. You know, every time you finish class, that's a way or you're trying to reach a new physical feat. You're trying to lift heavier, be faster. Every time that you get, you know, you hit those PRs or personal records, Mm -hmm. uh, you're achieving that goal. So you're getting a little release of that dopamine, getting enough sleep, Ed, getting enough sleep is a dopamine. I didn't, I didn't realize that. I need more sleep. I'm going to have to use that. I'm going to use that on my wife to go to bed earlier. I need, I need my dopamine. (laughs) <laughs> i take my melatonin by 7 30 i'm out by eight so um and then the last one on this little quick chart was kind of funny having a bath when's the last time you ever took a bath ed you not a shower questions. a bath don't ask questions you uh, like don't want a, the answer to like a real bath you got into a bathtub yeah. and you just kind of soak in a tub when's the last time maybe a month or so a couple months really yeah, I, I enjoy I enjoy a good bath and some Netflix. Oh my goodness! Wow, is, dude. especially so. The reason is because I would go lift heavy and I would come back and put ice cold water in there, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. And I would okay. slide into a cold, cold bath to ah, like start the, so- some of the recovery process. Okay, yeah, the rec- okay. I get what you're going. I. Dude, I haven't taken a bath bath and I don't know how long. Like I I don't remember that's how out. long it's been. I'm gonna have to try that, man. Now I have hold on now. I would say what you just said there, when I was in Korea, worst idea ever. I filled up the bathtub with ice water, like ice. I put a bunch yeah. of ice and water. Man, my ankles hurt like you wouldn't believe. But we're gonna talk about that with some other chemicals. Yeah, um, we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's crazy all right hey we're moving on we're moving on to oxytocin oxytocin Ooh. all right quick story so i love <laughs> <Yes>. oxytocin uh <laughs> so my main man e- ethan uh he is he is uh, not a morning person that does not like getting up in the morning except okay. for today like this is the day i gotta i'm gonna record with that so i have my little routine in the morning so that's what i do i drew it downstairs i make coffee i kind of i just prepare i hear this i'm in the bathroom and i hear this bang boom bah. i'm like what in the <laughs> world i go in there he's opening drawers but he doesn't like have a sense of other people around him sometimes he just like just closes the door he doesn't care you know and i'm like what are you doing buddy and he's like oh i'm getting up and he's like completely wide awake and i'm like this is not my kid like when's the when did the alien abduction happen you know uh, type <laughs> thing. it was funny that he's not a morning person ed however what i've started to do with him and i've been programming him for oxytocin uh it was not too long ago uh, i'd say it was probably about two weeks ago 
He's up early. So when you see Ethan, he gets up in the morning, he puts on this robe and then he ties it. And he just he makes me think of a like I'm living with a 30 year old man um, <laughs> in a small kid's body. Just the way he, he the way he acts. He'll come downstairs, you know, hey, where's my coffee type thing. I'm dead serious. Like he like I when I poured me a cup, I poured him a cup this morning. Um, so he comes out, I'm in the gym uh, or the garage downstairs and my wife's out there and Ethan comes out there and he's still all cranky and myself, Michelle and Eva, we're like wide awake. We're, you know, we're like moving, we're feeling great. Ethan's kind of like, uh, I hate mornings, you know, uh, you know, that he doesn't sound like that, but he's close to it. So I said, Ethan, you need oxytocin, don't you buddy? He's like, what is that? And I'm like, well, come here and I'll give you some oxytocin. And he just he's like real hesitant, you know, and he doesn't want to come towards me. I'm like, no, come here, buddy. Cause he thinks I'm going to like mess with him or something. I'm like, come here. I'm gonna give you some oxygen. He's like, all right, dad. <laughs> and then I just wrap my arms around him real hard. And I give him a big old hug and I tell him I love him and I give him a kiss on the head. And he's like, he just kind of like, I saw his attitude go from that, that really like butthead to, Oh, I feel good. You know? And uh, so now, he will come up to me he, he, like yesterday we're hiking he's like dad i haven't had oxytocin yet today and i'm like you haven't well come here and so i'll you know <laughs> i'll wrap my arms around him and give him a yeah. big hug it's just funny now now he asks for oxytocin so my story <laughs> my ethan story yeah. for today no that's that's great <laughs> you, that is so great yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's, some it's just people funny. that don't know so what now, oxytocin is so <laughs> it's even better they need to yeah, they do. Yeah, and we're going to go into the we're going to go into it. Now, let's let me uh let me rephrase this just a little bit. Oxytocin is a great thing, but don't just try it with anybody at work. You could get a sharp case, okay? You could definitely do get it. in some trouble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your distance. All right, yeah, so Ed. All right, oxytocin is often affectionately referred to as the hugging drug mm -hmm. because it is released by the brain during physical contact with others. It's also the feeling behind love, friendship, or deep trust. If humans are social animals, oxytocin is one of the main reasons why. Tell us, Ed, what do you got on that board? I can see you reading it now. You can see me reading <laughs> No, so, uh, you know, when we talk about the in the article, it talks about, you know, hugging drug and physical contact, but it's not just hugging. So with the current situation and, and, and trying to come back from this pandemic, like there's one that's we're mm -hmm. not able to do that we used to do that I think will come back. But uh, the handshake, you know, that a handshake releases. Yeah, it releases a little oxytocin. That's why you do it at the beginning. My thoughts, you do it at the beginning of a meeting or something because, it, you're getting that good feeling out of that to start the meeting. You're setting a positive vibe for the, uh, for the meeting. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that was one of the things when I was reading this article, I was like, Hmm, I think it's going to make a comeback. I mean, I've been doubtful and I can tell you for me, I deal with a bunch of different countries and uh, some yeah. of them are very much still, they never stop the handshake, the elbow thing we were doing. They weren't doing that. So, you know, like for me, I, once I realized that, then I was like, okay, yeah. well, I mean, I can't shake their hand. And then you just kind of indiscreetly like put a little, you know, Purell and then clean up your hands. But, um, and I think it really is. It's just a thing. Like, I mean, generations and generations, it's been a handshake to greet somebody and it's because mm -hmm. there's an oxytocin release. So it's, it's, yes. it's kind of interesting. Yes. 
Yeah, and so oxytocin boosts our immune system. It says, "All right." Mm-hmm. It also makes us better problem solvers, and makes us more. It uh, <laughs> <and laughs> makes us more resistant to the addictive qualities of dopamine. So it's kind of, mm-hmm. it's that uh, it's that counter effect to help us, you know, deal with those addictive qualities of dopamine. Unlike dopamine, which is largely responsible for instant gratification. Oxytocin gives us a lasting feeling of common safety. Uh, if you, when you read from, uh, when you read from Simon Sinek's book, I wanted to go in here. What he talks about it, he actually refers to these. This one, this is one of two chemicals that he refers to as the circle of safety drug. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, he he likes to talk about circle of safety, and if you and there's a couple of videos he does uh, on YouTube, you can see where he he refers to the circle of safety, who's in it, who's what what protects you, and things like that. Um, and he he basically classifies uh, oxytocin as one of those two drugs. Uh, let's see. He says right here, oxytocin is m- most people's favorite cr- chemical. All right. So even over dopamine. It's the feeling of friendship, love, or deep trust. It is the feeling we get when we're in the company of our closest friends or trusted colleagues. It is the feeling we get when we do something nice for someone or someone does something nice for us. It, the, it, it is responsible for all the warm and fuzzies. This is the feeling we get <laughs> when we would hold hands and say kumbaya together <laughs> or kuna matata, if you know the Lion King. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but oxytocin is not there just to make us feel good. It is vital to our survival instincts. Ed, you know what I was thinking about, man? As I was reading that and it's talking about being with friends and colleagues. When you and I and Rick would get together in a room, I think we were getting mm-hmm. a shot of oxytocin, bro. I think we really were because I can't think of times where it was unpleasant or I walked away like that was horrible or, or I, I wasted my time. I never did. I do that um, as we were working together in that group. And it, when I think back, I think back at the different people I've worked with. I thought to myself, OK, this is the type of people I like to be around or this person. I like to be around this person. I like, you know, and now I'm thinking it's like I wonder if they felt the same way, too, you know, Um so I think making those pleasant interactions uh, and wanting yeah. to be around people, that's one of our ways to, you know, to shoot this brother. Yeah, I think it is. And, and you know, inadvertently, like when I do these uh, trips, I travel with about mm, anywhere from seven to 10 of us total. Right. And one of the things that I usually tell everybody is like the last night of the trip, we generally will all go out to eat together. To kind of like, mm-hmm. it's the end of the trip. We 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 met our intent for this trip, but that's also an oxytocin release because I also, for what I do, I usually, generally, I'm going to travel with the same people for a few months, several trips. So you start building that team, which I think mm-hmm. this plays well into team building, the oxytocin, because as you get comfortable in that team, you know, you, you start to develop those close um, friendships and you develop that trust with that team. So, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, for instance, we just did this trip and I really needed to be at two different places at the same time. And so I trust this, you know, this Captain Mike. And I said, hey, look, Mike, like you go there, I'll go here. And then these are the things I need to know and and just bring that back to me. But I trusted him and I had that oxytocin and, and Mike is a, you know, he's one of the 
one, a great guy for one. Uh, so yeah, you do get that yeah. from that. So it was funny because as I read the article, I was really like, wow, oxytocin really feeds into kind of team building as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, something else that I like to link it to, uh, Science of Likeability. We uh, we mm-hmm. went into that book quite some time back. So go back to the archives if you want, uh, those of you listening. Uh, if you're watching, you got to go before video. Um, in, in the Science of Likeability, it tells you how you can relate to people. And if you bring up those happier moments, mm-hmm. so you investigate, you talk to people, you learn about their happy moments. Then when you when you're seeing when you're seeing them, you 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 kind of refer back to that not maybe not a conversation but the topic, and you talk about it. You know that's a way for you to give somebody else a shot of that oxytocin because you're bringing up something that makes them happy, makes them feel good, so they feel good in your presence, and now you're doing something for someone else. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up about the oxytocin is it don't you don't ever want to just look at somebody, hey man, I need some oxy. Because they don't know what you're actually talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's not what you want, that Ethan. Be. You don't want Ethan walking no, no, downstairs no. in his little yeah. robe going, Dad, I need some oxy. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah, not. Yeah, there's a, that's a different drug. Um, we yeah. don't want to get into that. Um, but but it's the idea behind it, and that's what's great about it. Uh, so the article we read about, Ed, they talk about here, It's what's especially great about oxytocin is that it often works two ways. And that's what I was just referring to. So it's a two-way street. We can receive it from each other. Um, those uh, those long hugs giving both you and the hug receiver a dose of oxytocin. That's that one thing I was warning you about earlier, people. Um, don't just grab people at work and hug them. Uh, you can get in trouble. <laughs> uh, that's a bad thing. Uh, unless, unless they're opening for an, a warm embrace also. Uh, also, a kind gesture. A kind gesture delivers a little oxytocin to both you and the person receiving the gift. Eth, uh, I, almost, I almost called you Ethan. My bad, Ed, because that's not a, yeah. that's not a diss. I get my shot no, of oxytocin when I see this, man. Oh, crap. I don't uh, <laughs> I get yeah. my shot of oxytocin. I was just thinking. <laughs> I'm dropping stuff. <laughs> but uh, I get it when I, re- when I look at this. This is something you gave me, and I think, it, and I see it, it says pay the bill, man. I, it's, it gives me that little shot because I'm like, you know, I was proud of it. Uh, I was proud of the conversations we had. I was proud of the, you know, the gift. And it's just one of those things that I can go, I can look back upon and say, wow, man, you know, that's, that's a good friend. So. Yeah. I mean, I have this, uh, I can't turn the camera, but I have this Batman painting over my door to my office too, that I can see every time we sit down to do a podcast. So. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that was. Well, a, I mean, yeah, that was painting. A, and that's one of the things for oxytocin, right? Giving a gift. Um, you know, when we started yeah, this exactly. podcast journey, you know, I found a found a microphone in my office. Uh, you know, like that was one of those <laughs> gifts that started this journey. Yeah. Exactly, and, and, and it's, there's just so much about it. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's good. All right. To see so oxytocin. <laughs> Are you, did you miss anything, buddy? I don't think so. I think we're good. All right. So according to our quick chart, which you'll find on our closed okay. Facebook group when I post it, <clears throat> it this is considered the love hormone. Uh, it is social. You often receive it or give it uh, socializing, uh, physical touch, petting, petting animals, petting animals. When you pet that, I, you know, I think I can see how uh, therapy dogs help, you know, or helping others when you help somebody else not only do you do you give oxytocin but you also receive it so 
that's a those are quick ways to help you know kind of help you kind of feel good oh, today hello. so if you hadn't done something nice for someone today's a day ed you there buddy oh there you are okay you froze on me Foster i'm Capsule. here now yeah you, yeah i think one of us froze <laughs> technology <laughs> <laughs> yeah technology is such it's so finicky all right uh ed we're gonna get into serotonin next we're going to talk about serotonin. Okay. You want to you want to dive off in this one? All right. So serotonin is all. It's a it, so just like the previous ones we talked about. This is another social chemical, um, but the article talks about it's a little bit different because this one, this one, serotonin is also known as the leadership hormone because it plays a role in the dynamics mm. of pride, loyalty. And status. When we find a sense of accomplishment or recognition from others, we are experiencing the effects of serotonin. This could be from receiving your diploma, crossing the finish line in a race, or being accepted for hard work, appreciated for hard work in the office. Serotonin can create strong and positive emotions. Uh, Mm -hmm. So this, for me, this is the importance of, you know, in the military, and, and I think you could do it in the civilian sector, and I'm sure there are people that do. This is the importance of this, Brian, this is what makes these important to me, right? Because this is a, Mm -hmm. uh, this is a challenge coin. So for those not in the military, this is supposed to recognize uh, excellence, but it's like more like on the spot, right? Like not writing up an award, submitting it for approval. This is like you, Brian, after you finish school, uh, you'll be running around with a pocket full of these and you see a soldier and they're doing something phenomenal, something out of their, you know, their normal responsibilities you can pull them aside and say, hey, you know, I, I saw what you're doing and, and kind of tell them the reason. And then you present them this and then they're going to get that release, right, of that serotonin because you recognize that job well done. So, um, right. You know what I mean? So that's one of those things. I mean, I, I love when I go on my, my trips, I love for the uh, the captains that I travel with to say, man, I got a lot out of that because that's my shot of serotonin. I mean. Really, you could probably get a little oxytocin in there because it's a team thing. But uh, so that's kind of the importance of serotonin as the leadership, um, the mm-hmm. leadership hormone. So, w- what do you think about serotonin, Brian? Uh, so I would definitely say that it's. I already started with the coins back in my last year. And I loved it, and it's a two way street. It talks about it right here. It, it uh, includes serotonin can help build both sides of a social dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. So both sides, just like, just like oxytocin, serotonin, um, and what uh, what Simon says in his book, he talks about serotonin um, along with oxytocin because he calls those those are called the selfless chemicals. All right, so achieving only part of a so finding and building and achieving. Is only part of the story. It is manner in which uh, we make progress that is core to our ability to do well in a dangerous world. It is a selfless chemicals that make us feel valued when we are in the company of those we trust, give us the feeling of belonging, and inspire us to make uh, to want to work for the good of the group. Uh, that's to me. That's what's important about it is it's like it makes us want to do more for others and, and stuff you talked about it being a leadership drug and i think i think yeah you're right on top of that it says serotonin is what motivates a leader to excel and grow their influence hello instinctive influencers uh to <laughs> win awards and become popular in the news 
But serotonin also compels their followers to do well, uh, to let down, uh, to not let down their leader and parent or teacher and excel in life, right? It's that, it's that inspiration. I find serotonin is, is, it's inspirational. You know, it's the drug that builds inspiration or influence uh, within. Uh, it's just, it's one of those things you don't notice it so much uh, as you would say oxytocin like that immediate shot, but you can, you can feel it growing within you. Uh, serotonin also plays a role in many crucial systems in our body beyond just our, our well-being and happiness. It is believed to affect digestion, uh, bone growth, and even organ development. So it's crazy how this particular drug, Ed, it actually is not just a feeling, but it actually it, it's with our like the actual process of our body and what it does. So it helps kind of incubate all these different things and make us feel better. Uh, I I uh, would definitely say that I'm not you don't you don't realize it all the time, but sometimes like just going outside and being in the sun mm. helps with the serotonin. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I thought was pretty cool about this article, Ed. It, it doesn't talk about it with the other drugs, but th the types of foods that you eat and with those types of foods, those types of foods can help release not serotonin, but help the body feel good, which will help serotonin be released, if that makes sense. Uh, it talks about what apples, barley, beetroot, berries, blackberries, uh, citrus, cold potato. I've never had, you know. Uh, cranberries, garlic, mm -hmm. all these different, it's a whole rigmarole thing. This is, you can't eat serotonin, but you can boost serotonin happiness with foods in two ways. First, you can add them, uh, to your diet that support the good bacteria to produce short, uh, chain fatty acids. So those short chain mm -hmm. fatty acids are what help you. In addition that you can add foods that naturally contain, uh, I'm going to, I'm probably going to butcher this word, tryptophan. Mm -hmm. You say it's tryptophan? Yeah, maybe. Tryptophan. Uh, yeah, tryptophan. You know yeah, what that it's is, I can't right? Read. Uh, that's what gives. That's what gives no. you the. Uh, that's what gives you the itis on Thanksgiving. It's the tryptophan in the turkey because there's a lot of it in turkey. Oh. That's why if you think about it, you eat and then you're ready for it. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason I know it because somebody's like, "Oh man, this tryptophan made me really tired." So yeah, it gives you the uh, the itis on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Okay, so tryptophan helps out, um, <laughs> which is the essential amino acid the body uses to produce serotonin. Mm -hmm. So it it's it's that it's like it it's an aid to it. Uh, so so if you think about it, right now, Ed, if you're eating good these good foods that we're talking about, that's in this article, you're probably getting dopamine and serotonin from it, in a way. Right, so you're you're yeah. just eating helps bring that dopamine, and then the serotonin uh, from the tryptophan helps out. That's pretty cool. And some of the well, some of the foods, some of the foods that in, that are rich in tryptophan, you got sunflower seeds, soybeans, oats, wheat, uh, potatoes, milk, cheese, chickpeas, eggs, uh, beef, chicken, turkey, salmon, cod. You know all these different things. So that that's pretty Man, cool. I, I never even. Yeah, I know you're making me hungry now. I, I don't even have breakfast yet. That's that's crazy, man. I'm glad to I'm glad to know that now. You know from this. Yeah. Good old trip to fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it, uh, and that's the thing. Like uh, diet plays a role. It's funny. 
you know, you don't, I don't think you think of diet plays that big of a role in the, uh, your happiness and how you feel and those chemicals being released. So that was kind of interesting to read in the article too. It was like, Oh wow. Like, you know, it makes you feel better. Right. And people always talk about, well, I changed my diet. So I started feeling better. Well, that's why you're feeling better because you're increasing the amount of, um, serotonin mm-hmm. that your body is, is releasing by eating a better mm-hmm. meal. And then there's more, which we're getting ready to talk about in our last point, uh, more reasons behind a healthier lifestyle, making you feel better about life and happier. Yes. And, and, you know, I want to, I want to back this up slightly to Ed with the whole, uh, eating to receive dopamine and serotonin that it can turn into a dangerous thing also, because sometimes that's where uh, obesity comes into play Ed, is because people, they're just eating for, yeah, the feelings, the addiction to it, the dopamine being released from the foods. I may tell you something, buddy. Thank goodness I'm allergic to beef because uh, I don't know if, do you know what's in the middle of a Twinkie that's called that cream? Cream? Call it fallow. No, oh. it's called fallow. <laughs> okay. But it's made, it's primarily, literally, you look it up, it's basically beef fat and sugar. It's that's the main ingredients for fallow. And oh, I loved I used to odd. love <laughs> Twinkies. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. I used to love Twinkies. And if I if man, if I could eat Twinkies, if I could still eat Twinkies, I probably would, but I'm glad I can't. And uh I wouldn't <laughs> be getting all that dopamine and gaining all that weight. So um, so we'll close out serotonin real quick. Basically, serotonin by our quick reference sheet, which you can get yourself on uh, our close Facebook group. It's the mood stabilizers, and the sources are sun exposure, mindfulness. So some types of mindfulness helps because you're clearing that. And even nature walks. So yesterday, I was getting, I got oxytocin, get to hug my son during a nature walk. We took a nice nature walk in the woods. I was definitely getting some serotonin. Uh, Let's see. The dopamine was probably released when we received our goal at the end of the four four miles and some change that we were trying to do. So I, I got at least three of them, but I probably got one more. I probably got that last one, didn't I, Ed? Uh, you definitely got the last one, uh, I'm pretty sure, which is endorphins. Yes. Endorphins. Yeah, you, you had to some endorphins. Like, um, so endorphins, the article refers to it as the natural painkiller, but more importantly, this is the runner's high, and it's more than a runner's high. We call it, They call it the runner's high, but – you, at least I experienced the same thing from a really solid workout or a good bike ride. You know, don't get wrapped around the axle on runners. Hi, but that's that endo- yeah. endorphins. No. And it's funny, natural painkiller. So we all know that I had a incident many years ago. And when I start running, man, for like the first probably half mile, my gait is not the same because of the pain in my leg and my ankle, right? But mm-hmm. then. Right. I now believe that my body producing these endorphins during the start of the run is where the numbing, because I don't feel it. I mean, I can run four miles and I only feel pain for the first half, half mile. And then after that, so that's kind of a natural, your body producing that signal blocker for the pain Mm -hmm. uh, to allow you to go a little further. And this is also a big reason that people talk about um, exercise as a way to overcome stress, right? Uh, I also was thinking, mm-hmm. you know, I was thinking earlier, Brian, while you were talking. And so you're an early morning workout guy normally, at least you used to be when we were together, right? 
But oh, I still what's am. that do? Yeah, and what's gym. that do though? That to me, in my mind, Brian, it sets the tone for your day. You go in there, you get your workout yes. in, you get that runner's high, right? You release these endorphins, and then mm-hmm. you feel great throughout the day. Whereas, in my experience, if I don't get that early morning workout, I feel kind of sluggish. I feel off the rest of the day, right? Because I didn't get those endorphins released. So maybe that's our addiction is we're addicted to those endorphins to start our day. Uh, And and that's why my wife tells me go to the gym when I'm grumpy. She's like, just go to the gym right now. Go. like So, uh, yeah, so that's kind of the thing with endorphins. And then, you know, the release in response to pain, discomfort, right? Because when you start running or when you start doing an activity, you, your body is producing some discomfort, right? And th- then right. uh, in response, the endorphins are released. Sorry, I got an itchy eye here. Uh, <laughs> but then the endorphins are released, and that kind of changes your mood for it, you know. So it, it's a few things. Um, and then another thing I took out the article is the endorphins help you to push your body beyond. This is how you get your PR, Brian. And I, I know you got a lot to say, but I want to go to this real quick. Um, so we're talking about, you know, can't hurt me. David Goggins, uh, colorful language in this book. Great it is book. A good book Great. Just be aware. There is some colorful language. Yes. He has done so sure. many podcast interviews. His language is very, 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 very explicit. So just know this, but his message. So he's talking about, helping your body push beyond, right? Your comfort level. And his philosophy is called the um, the 40% rule. And he says, your human, the human body is like a stock car. We may look different on the outside, but under the hood, we all have huge reservoirs of potential and a governor impeding us from reaching our maximum velocity. Uh, so he says, in the car, the governor limits the flow of fuel and air so it doesn't burn too hot, which places a ceiling on performance. It's a hardware issue. The governor can easily be removed. And if you disable your governor, watch your car rocket beyond 130 miles per hour. Um, So then he talks about us. He says, our governor is buried deep in our minds, interwined with our very identity. It knows what and who we love and hate. It's it's read our whole life story and forms the way we see ourselves and how we'll uh, we like to be seen. It's the software that delivers personalized feedback in the form of pain and exhaustion, but also fear and insecurity. And it uses all of that to encourage us to stop before we risk it all. But here's the thing. It doesn't have absolute control. Unlike a governor in an engine, ours can't stop us unless we buy into its explicit and agree to quit. Uh, so he's, what he basically says in this, Brian, is it, when your body tells you, I cannot do this, I can't. I can't lift any more on this deadlift. I can't run any further. Yeah, that's 40%. That's your 40% max. You still have 60% in the tank that you can overcome. And through training, you can add 10%, add 10% until you're maximized. I mean, this guy runs hundreds of miles regularly, right? Like in pain, shin splints, all this stuff. His stories in here. So the sad thing he says is most of us just give up around that 40%. We let our mind win. And I mean, I don't know about you, Brian, but I'm sure you've been on a run, right? And your body's been like, all right, that's it. I'm tired. But are you really, because if you were in a formation run, right, or in charge of the formation run where you're out front and your body's Mm -hmm. like, I'm tired, but you keep running because you don't want the soldiers to see you fall out and quit. That means you did have something left. 
uh, in the gas tank. So I just thought it was really important to talk about Goggins' 40% rule. I can actually remember being at Fort Benning, basic training, and when you would run for the PT test, the drill sergeant wouldn't let you stop unless you vomited. And he would tell you, you've got at least 20 more percent you could give. Run the track again. And you would literally finish your two-mile run, and he would make you run again unless you vomited. So there's more in there. And that's where it all plays into these endorphins and pushing. It's those endorphins that helps a guy like David Goggins push his body. This is how you get your Navy SEALs. This is how you get your special forces. These guys who are, you know, we view them as being elite, um, you know, military machines. It's because they've mastered the endorphins and how they can help them push through, Brian. <sighs> yes. I, you know, you, you, you kind of, I think you've wrapped almost everything up in there that, that I could probably do. However, uh, you However. brought it up about the whole, can I push further? Can I push further? Uh, yes, exactly. Um, one of the things I've recently, I watched a video on this guy named Chris Henshaw. Uh, he is a, he's the aerobic coach uh, for Rich Froning and his uh, CrossFit Mayhem, all this stuff. Uh, but he's the aerobic. So he's primarily anything that's dealing with running, cycling, uh, rowing, you know, that aerobic performance. Uh, he gives all those, all those uh, different advices. One of the things he said was, and I actually learned this when I just did my health assessment recently, is when you're running, uh, it's not about the distance of your gait, but it's the pace of your feet hitting the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, the less contact to the ground you have, meaning faster faster pace or fat, your leg's cadence moving, the less you'll have injuries and the faster you become. And he says, most people, they like to run at like a 150 cadence. Uh, instead, he says, what you want to do is you want to increase that cadence from 150 to 180. So that's a 30... It's 30 uh, more of the cadence. Steps which per minute, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... So I set my Garmin watch. I have a Garmin watch that's in the bedroom in there. And I set it to where it, it gives me a little beep every time either... I, I can choose either my left foot or my right foot, but I'm in the military, so you know me. Every time my left foot hits the ground type thing. Um, mm-hmm. So every time my left foot hits the ground, I, I hear a... Beep. You said something about the quick. When you feel the quit, I can feel that quit. Like I really want to quit running. Like sometimes I'm just like, man, why am I running? You know. Um, however, that beep is my distractor to get out of my own head and to tell myself I got to hit. I got to hit the ground one more time. Got to hit the ground one more time. Got to hit the ground one more time yeah. to push beyond that threshold. Um, but you know, from what I learned, right now I'm running at a 160 cadence, uh, tr- and I'm trying to gradually build it up by fives. Uh, it's 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 not easy, mm-hmm. but the the way he explains it, the way he explains it is, you're going to see less injuries, and you're going to get faster, and you're going to have a better uh, VO2 max, all these different things, uh, because the body will learn to regulate itself to get to that point, and those endorphins you're just talking about will kick in to help with that. Um, There was something, Hey, you brought up the endorphins for the workout side, right? And we are big advocates of people to do whatever it is you need to do to make yourself healthy. Uh, You know, we, you and I have talked about it. Working out is working out. Going for a walk is going for all these different things are the greatest things you can do for your body to release many chemicals. However, there was the other side. There's the other side of endorphins that you don't think about. For instance, when you have that 
that gut-wrenching laugh like we had before the show started. And I told you I almost peed my pants because I was laughing so hard at my stomach. Yes. My stomach, it was starting to hurt. Well, the body, when we do those laughs, our body, uh, it's, it, it is. It's tightening those abdomens and stuff and it starts hurting. You have endorphins that get released that allow you to laugh longer type thing because it kind of it's the it's the blockers those endorphins are that that blocker to get rid of that pain for that short amount of time. Yeah. So you don't really have to you don't have to just work out Ed to get you know to release endorphins. You you could have a good laugh with a friend and you know watching a good funny movie with a you know your spouse or loved one or whatever. Uh, so there there's a multiple ways to go about this Ed. Uh, it's it's uh, endorphins. You can also have an ice cold bath, or a, a Viking bath, or you can have ice cold shower because you're going to be uncomfortable, and those endorphins are going to be released to help you deal with that discomfort. So, we talked about earlier the the bath, and you in Korea with a bunch of ice. I mean, you released a lot of endorphins because yeah. you were probably miserable. <laughs> oh, it hurts so like the you know what hurts though if I if I could laid in it. And kept my ankles out of the water, I would have been fine. But it was my ankles that just—it was just like that, that throb like crazy. Um, so it's funny you brought up the ice cold shower too. Great book, Patent Principles. You're the one that turned me onto that, and I bought it. And I have—it's in my—it's in the other room. Uh, he was talking about taking cold showers to help the body before anybody ever said anything about it being endorphins yeah. to help out. So he was, he was like a man ahead of his time with that. Like he talked about, he talks about how, uh, you want to take a cold shower to wake you up, to get you feeling good, to kind of make the body do what it needs to do. Yeah. Uh, he was already, he was already basically saying, Hey, do this because you're going to get some endorphins from it type thing. You know yeah, what I mean? He just didn't understand the science to it. Yeah. And it does help. I'm telling you, like if I have a long, you know, Long night, and, and I got to get up and go to work early in the morning. Uh, a cold shower helps. Um, you know, I, yeah. if you think back to heavy drinking when you were younger, right? You got up in the morning, a nice cold shower would kind of make you feel a little bit better. My wife says it's getting the stank off of you, but it's really those endorphins getting released to kind of counter that hangover yeah. or whatever you have going on. So there's a lot to, I mean, I, I enjoy a good cold shower just to kind of get going in the mornings, especially if I take a shower, you know, going into a long day. Absolutely. So according to our quick chart, uh, endorphins, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the, the painkiller, uh, how do you get this? You get this from exercising, laughing, and even listening to music. Uh, it's, it's just one of those things. So, People who need to go out there, go running with a friend, you know, and, uh, you know, and congratulate each other and do things. The point is, is just to do different things uh, to release these chemicals. All right. So here, here we go. Each of these chemicals plays a huge part in the way our bodies function physically, mentally, and emotionally. Uh, I've only touched on the surface and I really encourage you to learn more on your own by understanding the role these hormones have. You can better understand how they are affecting you in everyday situations. The more you know, the more you'll uh, be able to take control of those effects and enjoy a healthier, happier life. Sound uh, Sounds worthwhile, right? All right, so here we go. Dopamine, the good and bad habit form. All right, so mm -hmm. an incredible tool when used appropriately. 
as I say, we monitor our dopamine by not doing, not becoming addicted to things, but enjoying the things of life, right? Um, and how do you do that? Well, it's just, am I grabbing my phone first thing in the morning, looking at uh, my Facebook feed, or am I uh, finding myself when I should be driving my car, picking up my phone, looking at things like that? Those are the things we have to be careful of, right? Uh, those are the bad habit forming, uh, or overeating. Overeating can create that dopamine that you, it's, it's, it's uh, a bad habit forming, right? Oxytocin, the hugging drug or love hormone. Oxytocin makes us social and builds relationships with trust and loving feelings. So that's that, given that love, you know, it's mm -hmm. every time I see my children, giving them a hug, I want to give them that, you know, that, that warm feeling of oxytocin. Serotonin, the leadership hormone, as you call it. Heavily related to pride, loyalty, and status, right? So and it, pride can be a dangerous thing. It yeah. can be, but at yeah, the same yeah. time, it can, be, it can be very important, Ed. Yeah, having pride in our unit, having pride in our show, or having pride in uh, our family, you know, those things. You know, I know you're proud of the, ha the Haley name, you know, and yeah. you have pride in it. But it's not, it's not a toxic pride. It's a good pride. It's, yeah, I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of my name. You know, that's, that's great. Um, and then endorphins, the natural painkiller, the runner's high, as you call it. Uh, if you really want to learn more about this, P, uh, individuals, I would tell you uh, Leaders Eat Last is a great publication uh, by Simon Sinek. Simon uh, really goes in depth. Um, he explains it in a way that's um, important. Even somebody as simple as I uh, can <laughs> understand it. It's no, it's it's just great. Uh, this article I found, I can't remember. It's like a, it was like a, uh, it was like a like a WebMD type um, website. I can't remember actually the name of it. And tell you the truth, I usually I put the link on these, and I did not. This is the first time. Or if you just want a quick reminder, this will be left on our uh, closed Facebook group. You can get this, or you can screenshot what I'm showing you now, and you can uh, try to uh, add it to whatever. Uh, Ed, I I would definitely say. The point of this entire show, it wasn't to like talk about chemicals and all this and the scientific thing, but it's thinking about self that like we talked about earlier and then thinking about others. You can actually do these different things to help not only yourself, but also others around us. And that's, that's the whole point about being a good influencer or good in, uh, in, to inspire yeah. others or to be a good leader or whatever it is you do or to be a good follower or teammate. Whatever it is you do, that's what these, this is going to help you in that effort. You know, that next time you see somebody do something, comment on it. If it's good, say, hey, man, great job. I appreciate that. Or thank you for this. Uh, that helped me here. Because when you say, so for instance, Ed does something nice for me and I say, hey, Ed, thank you for doing this and help me. Uh, not only am I giving him a shot of some of these chemicals, I'm also receiving it too because I feel good about what I did. So, yeah. um, other than that, Ed, what you got, brother? How do you want to close this one? Well, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to ask our listeners to provide us with a shot of dopamine by going yeah. to our uh, going to our social media platforms and giving us a like, um, you know, some comments, one-on-one -on -one influence on Facebook and Instagram, Instinctive Influencers Podcast website, and then the YouTube channel. Give us the old thumbs up and a couple of real positive comments, and we will get that shot of dopamine. Um, mm -hmm. And then, 
And then, uh, you know, I want to thank you, Brian, for uh, our close relationship and broadcasting here today. Give me a good shot of oxytocin. So, I mean, we're covering this stuff. But, yeah, seriously, fans, like, if you listen to the show, you like the show, let us know you like the show. I mean, I don't want to get addicted to the dopamine from it. But, yeah, I kind of I kind of do for this case. All right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, check but us you know, out on I- social media. Check us out on the website. So I think, uh, and if they don't even want to like give us the like or they don't want to give us the, I mean, they could give it to somebody else by even sharing the show with somebody they know that they think, hey, you know what, I know such and such, and I think they could use some of this information or they it could help them a little bit along the way. Then they're doing something I mean, for someone else and themselves at the same time, man. Yeah, it's it's useful to have this. This information is good for your your kit bag because when you have somebody, now you kind of can understand for me, like, so if my wife has a bad day, rubbing on her back, why does that make her feel better? Well, now we know. You know, we may know that physical contact, that the, the release of oxytocin is what makes her kind of feel better after a bad mm-hmm. day, you know? So, yeah, yes. good things for your yes, toolkit. Absolutely. All right. Hey, so like you said, hey, if you could – Go to that YouTube. Uh, if you're watching it right now, just hit that thumbs up. It doesn't take very long, uh, and it's not gonna it's not gonna sign you up for any type of uh, uh, reoccurring uh, mail. Or uh, we're not worried about your car warranty, so that's not like we're not gonna call you about that or anything like that. If you give us a yeah. thumbs up, so it doesn't hurt. <laughs> if you want to subscribe now, that that will give you a reminder. That will remind you that the show uh, has posted a new episode, and you can watch it anytime. Uh, if, if anyone notices, and they probably do it, uh, we didn't uh, we didn't record last week, uh, and that's because you had to go and do things with your loved one, and you know, and you got you both probably got plenty of these happiness chemicals because it was an important week. Um, also, then you had to work, which was even more stress. So it's like, hey, yeah. sometimes we got to take those breaks. Uh, so those of you out yeah. there, you listen and watch, listen and watch whatever. You may notice every once in a while we're not able to because you know life happens and we have to do things, but we're going to keep pushing forward through that. Um, other than that, hey, check us out. Also, get that uh, get that uh, quick download if you want to just you know understand where things come from. Ed, you got anything else for the listeners before we go? Uh, I don't think so. Let me think, Brian. No, I just uh, we appreciate them listening and hope they enjoy the show. Absolutely, man. All right. Hey, thank you very much. I am Brian. And I am Ed. And this is the Instinctive Influencers Podcast. We thank you so much for listening, watching even. Uh, You have a great day. And uh, you know what? Enjoy some of those happiness chemicals. Stay a legend. Have a good one. Gotta love it.